When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Owl Rumshrang and April and Tom Davis We are in your fucking ears We're going to do the podcast like this Yo, electric, yes, electric yeah. This is my first one with AirPods Yeah, how are you finding it? Well, you know what? I'm not. I'm using the classic Apple AirPod instead of our old friend Samsung. Got to say, these new Apple AirPods are amazing. This isn't an effort. I'm just saying. Yeah. What's going? On? Whoa, 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 whoa. Can I just? Uh, well done for managing to continue to talk with that corporate dick. In your life, but what, why? Why are you making it out like um, we're sponsored by Apple? No, I'm just saying it. It's like I always thought Samsung were amazing, but now I've got uh, these mm. Apple things, and yeah, they're pretty incredible. I'm loving the vibe. Have you got, have they said something to you? No, 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 no. I brought them at the airport. Shout out Christopher, yeah. the young man who um, upselled me them. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just loving the vibe. Christopher rubbing his hands together. This fucking idiot. We had a massive panic. as we, uh, I'm in Grand Canaria at the moment. Um, Sorry, yeah. Tom Davis is currently in Grand, Grand Canaria, yeah. guys. Yeah. Grand Canaria, Grand Canaria, as the uh, locals say. Or Grand Canaria. Um, and uh, literally, as we got to the airport, Catherine's phone just died. Wouldn't switch on. It was fully charged, just, just wouldn't switch on or anything. Mm. So I was tasked with trying to get it fixed. And I had to run. So I ran into the sort of... At the airport, you were tasked yeah, to get yeah, it Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was looking after the baby. I ran into the electric store, like absolutely panicked. Like, you know, thinking, I'm going to probably have to buy a new handset. What do you do? Or get like a foreign phone contract out here. Mm. I went up and went, mate, can you help me? What's your name, please? And he was like, Christopher. I went, Christopher, can you help me, please, mate? This is what the situation is, right? I, he mm. <laughs> he gets the phone and basically like does this thing where he presses the volume buttons a bit, presses the yum button. I went, "Do you think you can fix it?" And he just held it up and showed it to me, and it was fixed. I was like, "Oh my god, that's like the coolest thing I've ever seen!" And he was like, "Tell your lady she seriously has to update that phone." Oh, why? Why'd she got to update the phone? She's not done an update for about two updates now. And if you don't, that's what can happen. You can you can go through that where it cuts off. I don't think I've ever updated my You phone. have. It'll be doing it I, behind I your I, back. I reckon, I think, I think I'm on iOS like one. <laughs> you definitely have, you've definitely updated your phone somewhat. Look at this backdrop, by the way. Oh my God. Look at this life you're living. Wait, it's swaggy while we're out. Did you deliberately, did you, how much have you thought about the backdrop that you're going to have for this? Uh, do you know, you know what, what room I'm in? I'm in the manager's uh, office. Why? Because there's the Wi-Fi. I, I was panicked. The level of panic I've had for this to do this abroad, like thinking about how cruddy the Wi-Fi could be, 
Mm. Um, one of the first things Catherine was literally so embarrassed. One of the first things I said when we get got here, I said, "Look, I, you know, I'm, I run a podcast with Ramesh Ranganathan. Didn't know who you are, <laughs> Rankin area. Didn't know who you were. So, um, and uh, I, I need like uh, somewhere the Wi-Fi is good. And the manager was like, "Okay, let me think." And then he came Please back tell to me you didn't say my, you didn't say I run a podcast with Ramesh Ranganathan. Please tell well, me. Well, I said he, Ramesh does most of the legwork. Um, <laughs> no, I said I do. A pod- I was trying to explain who you were. I showed a couple of pictures of you and stuff. Why? Just, just in case he knew you. Just, I'm always interested to see how far your flag flies. And it doesn't fly as far as Gran Canaria, it turns out. No, I've been in Spain where people know who you are, and Italy. Mm. English people? Uh, no, 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 foreign people, foreign people. Okay. Right. One of my friends who's out in Italy, and he often says he tells people about you and stuff out there. So I think in Milan, you've got a bit of a fan, fan sort of. Off like this a, one, off this, off this one friend of yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. okay. He's, he's been showing people videos and shit, like your Apollo mm. set and all that stuff. Yeah, great. great How have great. you been, my bro? By the way, I love that you are um, wrapping the uh, the merch. Yeah, you like that, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I man. mean, you say merch; these aren't on sale, are they? These? I don't think they are. No, we should probably put them on sale. They're nice. This is a prototype we were given about over a year ago that we were asked to feedback on, and we haven't done. And we never have. Do you know I'm dev- well, not devastated. I actually gave mine away that night. Um, it was a night of Hackney, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And I was... Do you know what? This is so, it's so classic. Because what happened was, is we did the Hackney show and the response we got was amazing. And I know what happened. You got carried away like you're fucking Springsteen on his last ever show. What did you do? <laughs> what did you do? Did you throw, it, you throw it out into the crowd? Throw it, into the, throw it out the window and put a few people gaggled waiting for taxis. But I thought they were waiting for us. <laughs> There's a taxi driver somewhere wearing a wolf for now, uh, thinking it's an NFL team. <laughs> he thinks it's some sort of label he's not heard of yet. It's just on the edge of going big. I've heard this is the new Balenciaga. <laughs> Have you got any Wolf and Owl stuff? Yeah, I've only ever seen a one hat. I just found it. It's sort of like... <laughs> yeah, I saw, I, saw some, uh, I saw a big guy walking with a hoodie on. Yeah. Um, They're going to be absolutely yeah, gutted, though, because I found out that actually the, there's an sh- absolute dog shit podcast that's got the same name. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. should we talk about your big halloween night boy that looked good yeah we can talk about uh the big halloween night yeah um you number one must say you looked absolutely drippy in that but mario mario luigi shout out martin yeah martin yeah. too smooth martin martin had the idea of us going as mario and luigi who got the costumes martin can i just say costume wise halloween wise i think you and martin absolutely perfectly navigated it do you think so? I think there's a real fine spot in, in Halloween costumes where you've tried enough that it looks good and you look you look banging, but you haven't tried too hard. It looks like you've been fucking planning it for seven months. Yeah, man. Fucking that... like have to remortgage your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people do that, don't they? They go big. I've got friends who spend so much time and so much effort on a Halloween costume or doing their house up for Halloween. I, I, I generally look at them and, and think... If you put this kind of effort into anything else, you, you'd excel at life so much more than, you know, you know, literally. And then you'll, for the rest of the year, you'll speak to them and go, I hate my job. I hate what I do. And, and you're like, remember Halloween when you made that costume? Like, like mm. you know, where you made the alien chest that actually fucking exploded out of your, your actual chest. Yeah. That was, that was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah. Why don't you look at doing something like that that you enjoy yeah. and you'd be incredible at it? Yeah. Are you are you suggesting that they become a costume maker? Yeah, man. So I've two mm. friends that I could actually I think would be amazing at that. Yeah. I, I like someone when they put hardly any effort into Halloween, they look really shit yeah. and it's just really just just about passable. Yeah. The only issue with the Mario costume is it requires complete uh removal in order to take a piss. It doesn't have Oh really? A, yeah. 
Oof. I say complete removal. You can have it around your ankles, but do you really want to use a, a toilet in a nightclub with the co and then no. put the pick the costume up off the floor and put it back on your body? No, <laughs> piss you off. Yeah, so yeah. you haven't sit down ways while you're there. Well, I always have sit down ways. What? Oh, yeah, we talked about it before. Yeah, yeah, I like a sit down. Yeah. Yeah, in those situations. Well, even when you're out and about. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's difficult to position over the urinal. No, like, football, <laughs> football, toilets at the football. Oh, God. Oh, disgraceful. I mean, I, let's, not, let's not get into this and be disgusting, but the truth is I, I often just try and hold it in until I can piss somewhere that's more suitable for my, yeah. my yeah. excretion. Um, but um, the Halloween party was good. Martin Too Smooth was amazing. DJ Miss Candy was amazing. Jaguar Skills played one of the best sets I've ever seen him play. It was unreal. Wow. Becky Hill turned up, did a little PA. Oh, you're joking. No, it was like treat after treat. The one thing I would say is I arrived drunk at the, at the party. Right. Right. And, party um, rom. Party rom in full force. And so the when Swan Martin, in tow, I believe I hear rumors yeah, the Swan was in tow. Yeah, the Swan was there, yeah. She was smashing back the rum and cokes. And then... Um, I love this. She's never been to one of those, and she's always been slightly uh, confused as to what it is I do at these parties. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm part confused, and I, I know you get leathered, and you sort of do that dance <laughs> that you do on on the stage. <laughs> I know you're the very much, and this is this is this is with full love because he's one of my favourite people. You're very much Nicky Byrne of the uh, of this <laughs> this scenario. So Martin and I kind of do a bit of a double act when we go up on, when, yeah. when Martin's playing, right? A little, like, MC-DJ combination thing. Yeah. And I'd had, I'd had enough drinks to think that I was on fire, right? Like, oh. I, I really, like, Martin goes, are you cool to do this? And I go, mate, don't worry, I fucking got it, right? Just gave um, Lisa, like, the biggest kiss you've given yeah. her for so I said long. To, I, I, said to, I said to her, um, look, just try not to be dazzled by what you're about to say, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then I walked out there. <laughs> And I was like emceeing, and like, I say emceeing. I'm not. I'm not an MC. I'm just sort of hosting it. Do you know what I mean? I'm not emceeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like Martin and I discuss what to play next and shit like that. And you know, Martin's like Martin always plays for the crowd, and I always play for my. I always say, can we just put some really hard hip hop on? Yeah. Which the crowd like actually. The fuck, the crowd were amazing. They were great. So thanks, yeah. to, thanks to everyone who came out to hip hop so my Halloween. It was a nice night. Great night. Stayed in town because I was going to the Arsenal the next day. The downside of my drunkenness is that I got tagged in some Insta stories. Oh, and how... this is why I hate you. I love you with all my heart, but this is why I hate you. Why can't you have shared these? Because I, I, I can never see them now. The disparity between how I thought I was being on stage and how it turns out I was actually being on stage is quite fucking remarkable. At, at one point, I'm in train Jaguar skills, and I thought I went, this guy... Is one of the best in the which is this guy's one of the best in the game. Make some fucking noise for the legend Jaguar Skills. That's what I thought I did. This is what I actually did. It turns out from the Insta story. Jaguar Skills is up next. Make some noise. Make some noise. Shut the fuck up. That's not enough noise. That's not enough noise. You pricks. Make some. I said make some fucking noise for fucking Jaguar <laughs> like that. Horrible man. And every clip's like that. Every clip's like that. Were you that. doing your Chandler Bing dance as you were doing it? <laughs> there was a lot of dancing, man. There was a lot of dancing. Loving the dance moves. So Lisa went home in the morning. I stayed in town. Nice. And then the next day, I went to watch Arsenal. And, oh, my God, what a game. Oh, man. So basically, Lisa went home. She said, I'm going to do race dinner tonight. Nice. And then she goes, what time do you come back? I said, game finishes at four. I'll be back about six. 
Uh, I went with Ed, Friction, another friend of the show. Yeah. And we stayed for an hour drinking after the game. You kind of have to, by the way. Because I'm imagining decent seats. Yeah, yeah. Like me me and you, I find that after the football, whatever, wherever I I like, I like an hour just to sort of decompress afterwards, after Mm. the football, just to chat, go through the game. And also, I don't really like leaving when everyone else is leaving, to be honest. I don't. um, Well, the trains are a nightmare, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So left the game and bearing in mind, I've told Lisa that I'm going to be at home for six o'clock. I leave the stadium at 5.30, right? Oh, man. We're on our way home. We're just chatting and stuff. And then Ed says to me, like, let's just grab a, let's grab a pint on the way home. One pint becomes two. Two pints become, well, actually stayed at two. Anyway, I arrive at 8.30. Wow. The dinner's in the oven having to be kept warm because I haven't been clear enough and when I'm getting back. Oh, man. And I walk in pretty much steaming. Sit down at the table, uh, can barely get the roast potatoes in my mouth without fucking dropping it all over my fucking shirt. And then in order to try and overcompensate for the fact that I feel guilty for coming back, just I'm needlessly complimentary about the dinner. Do you know what I mean? Just like every, oh, my God, this broccoli is... You have done it because people get broccoli wrong, don't they? Yeah. They get it wrong, like because it's either crunchy. You cook it too much. Yeah, it goes like I bet the water wasn't even green with this. You, I bet your time is. Did you? Did right. you? I can tell you salted the water. You salted the water. You seasoned that's the water. Himalayan, that's, that's Himalayan salt, right? That's Himalayan salt. So anyway, uh, I basically spent most of the weekend sort of on the edge of being like sort of drunk, and now right. uh, today is not good. It's not a good day for me. What hungover? I don't know if it is hungover, you know, because I didn't get really that battered last night. I mean, like, I sort of passed out in front of the... T- not passed out, that's an exaggeration. I fell asleep in front of the TV. Yeah, but that's a dr- you, you, what you found yourself in is a drunken stupor. Correct, yeah. I had a 48-hour drunken stupor, basically. And then, um, and then I just wake up kind of... I don't know how to explain it. I'm not hungover, but I've got the fog. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a little bit of... Just a little bit of mist around the neural pathways... Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm... Are you, you going to take... What are you doing today? Are you taking it easy? You've got a chill blade? Well, relatively chill blade. I'm not going out anywhere, but um, I am doing my first day's writing on the Ranganation for this week because it's like Monday, oh. Tuesday, Wednesday, writing, Thursday, record. So, um, yeah, I would say that um, I'm going to struggle to think of funny things about Rishi Sunak today. But we'll see. We'll see. Wow. Mm. Man, it's a fucking... I actually, I was at the gym this morning. And I bumped into, uh, actually, it's, it's Dan, the guy that, the lifting straps advisor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lifting strap, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told him about my weekend, and he sort of laughed. But he also had a look in his eye as if to say, you're 44 years old. I don't think this is cute anymore. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he actually You've got to be me, careful, because well, we I'm, are coming to an age, we're coming to an age where that behaviour is, I, I don't know what age that stops being cool. You, it, well, I'm, real, I, like, I'm way, I've surpassed it. I'm way beyond it. It's not cool. The flip side of you, right, is I'm now in a position, right? I'm, I'm away. I'm having an amazing time with my baby, with my, my one wife and my baby, right? Mm. The thing I'm getting most excited about is the pancake station at the hotel I'm staying in. And I've been here now for five, six days. Yeah. And we're here for another week. And Catherine's like, what is the score with... Like, I get really down if I walk in and there's a woman who's incredible at pancakes. She's amazing. So hold on, hold on. when you say it's a pancake station, can you 
Give me some data. What are we looking at? So it's like a Mate, what you're plate. looking at is yeah, hot, three hot plates running okay. at consecutive times. So you can yeah. get both of your pancakes at the same time. Any topping, pretty much, you want on a breakfast crepe. Okay, I'd say they're more crepes than pancakes. I think it's you know I'd say she's a. The trouble is right. Up until yesterday, the crepes have been faultless. Yesterday, well, well, hold on, hold on. I need to. Sorry, I'm really sorry. I need more detail on this crepe. So, what kind of top? What kind of topic? What kind of toppings are you getting on these? I'm a classicist. You know me. You know me. I'm a lemon and sugar kind of G. Sure. On a Sunday yesterday, maybe I, I changed it up a little bit. I thought Nutella and a bit of banana. Nice. That's my kids' go-to, by the way. Nutella. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good shit. Which is yeah, a very patronising way of saying that I'm a child. Um. <laughs> oh, um, no, no. Sorry, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. You're a lemon and sugar connoisseur, Mister Sophisticat. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so, so basically, I got there yesterday, and I see like the woman who's normally there, not there. Right? There's a mm. there's a new person at the crepe station. Who am I to judge? Um, Nervous. I'm very nervous because the crepes is everything for me. Mm, so yeah. my whole day is pretty much going to be dependent on how the crepes roll. Um, oh, poor Catherine. Anyway, go on. She, she spreads the crepe uh, on the um, hot plate, right? As she spreads it, it rips a bit, and I sigh. Right. And she sort of looks to sort of say, oh, do you want it like this? And I was like, eh, not really. You know, is it okay to have Why do you care if the crepe is ripped, by the way? Because you want a perfect crepe, right? Why? Well, it doesn't affect the taste at all. Mate, what it does and affect... And also, you're, you're is... having lemon and sugar on it. So what... No, I'm not. Can... I'm not, because what was yesterday? Sunday. Oh, sorry. This is where... You, I'm so sorry. Throw, I'm yeah, so no, sorry. Nutella, right? So when she flips it over and she puts Nutella on it, what's going to happen to Nutella? It's going to seep It's going to go there. on the hot plate. Yeah. Mm. It's going to seep out, mate. Mm. And then what I've okay. got is it's all seeped out. It's not the pot perfect crepe pocket that I was after. Mm. So I just sort of sigh and say, um, okay to do again, please? Oh my um, God! Please tell me you're joking right now. No, I, I was like, "Are we okay to do?" It? Yeah, and Mate, another Tom, crepe. Tom, Tom, please, uh, please tell me this what? is a joke. Are you, are you no. embellishing for the purpose of the podcast? Now? No, 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 no. You I demanded a, a second crepe. crepe because I didn't demand. I right, look, look at my face. Yeah, is it okay to have another crepe? Right, and, and what would you have done if she said no? Well, no, I, I would have been absolutely flabbergasted. Mm. Like that is, I think. To be fair to her, the second one, she really cried. She spent ages getting a little thing yeah, right. Yeah, because nice she didn't want to have to do a third one for this fussy prick. <laughs> and it was well, a lovely kind of prick. You stood over there with like a little bit of dribble fucking nestling in your beard. <laughs> you stood over. She can hear your, hear your fucking breathing on her forehead as she tries to avoid putting a gap in this crepe. But no, but... That I, and like when she passed it to me, I was like, gracias, and like a thumbs up and a big smile. Um, how do you feel you handle that out of 10? The trouble with me, right, is I put a lot of pressure on situations mm. that don't need pressure on. So as soon as we walked in, like I was talking, we were, every morning we were going for a nice, we have a walk with Grace, we, we have a little two, three mile walk, right? And as we're walking along, I'm like, you know, I can't wait to get in the crepes, da da da. When we walk in and there were, I'd see that the, the, the crepe person's changed, I said to Gaffin, oh, no, I don't know, I don't like the look of this. If I'm honest with you, um, I could see that the queue was long at times, so I'd sort of got on with the bulk of my main breakfast, just, just watching what was going on. I had one yeah, eye on the yeah. crepe station. God, God forbid, most. God forbid, you're not having stuff on top of the pancakes. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so I've I've had my omelette, my other bits, and I'm just now just looking over, and I'm thinking I wait for a time when there's not too many people around because yeah. I don't want to, you know, 
because what happens if the, if there's three or four people in the crate queue and this is crepe etiquette, everything goes out the window. What do you mean? Well, the standard of the crepes because they get the pressure. The pressure mounts and mounts and mounts. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to pick a window where there's hardly anyone there. Lull about for a bit and then wait mm. till you're the, you're the only person in the queue if you can, and then get yeah. over to it. So rather than happening. queuing, you wait around the queue. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. And wait yeah. for the queue to go down. Then I go over and go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, After yeah. they've dealt with the queue and dealt with all those people, you t- and they think, "Fucking thank God for that!" I managed to make it through <laughs> that little spike. Oh God, can I? Why can I feel breath on the back of my neck? <laughs> <laughs> and then I just say, "Yo, um, hey, uh, yeah, good morning, bom dias. This is what I'm after, kind of thing." Do you feel good about demanding another pancake? Is my question. Well, now you've put it like you have. Because well, other my... other people might have gone, "Thank you," gone away. Left it a couple of minutes, then come back and ask for a second. So the, that woman never knows that she's like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, what, it, so what you're saying is what I should have done is gone away, pretended I've eaten the said pancake, come correct. back and go, mm, that was so delicious. Correct. Can I have and, and, you would, and, and I'm saying purely for her sort of self-esteem. Yeah, look, I, look there, there's a way, there, there's a school of thought in what you're saying is actually right. But there's also a school of thought in saying, then she, for the rest of her life, she's given up ripped, old, ripped out old pancakes. Yeah, but I don't think like anybody her, cares like you do. Oh, but this is a problem with society. Is once we stop caring about fucking pancakes and stuff, and and like things not being done like to a level, where the whole, everything just falls apart. Mm. The other woman, she was here to that this morning. Absolutely, I smiled when I saw her this morning, and I was like, oh, yeah, I could just relax. Over where's, your, where's your mate that was here yesterday? Oh, she's uh, she's been signed <laughs> off with anxiety. Because somebody made her feel like an absolute prick and demanded another fucking pancake because had a tiny gap in it. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's sobbing in the corner of the hotel. We've actually we've actually have to allocate for the, for the week that you're here a sobbing room for staff where they've not made the things to your weird requirements. I'm very chatty with the staff. I'm probably overly friendly and chatty with them. Mm. I make sure that I'm constantly on. I have a laugh with them. Um, I get to know their names. Yeah, yeah. You're like Eric, you're All like, right. you're like uh, what's his name? Eric Morecambe, aren't you? <laughs> What's that? What, what do you mean? You know, like apparently he was always on. It was absolutely exhausting for everyone around it. I've been around you in these situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we went, when we went to England, Scotland, you you are just on all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's what, working the until room. I get, until, I, until I get into the bedroom, then I'm just absolutely exhausted. <laughs> uh, how many pancakes do you normally get through a day? Uh, one, potentially two. The rest mm. of the time, I'm trying to I'm trying to eat pretty clean when I'm out here. I'm trying to eat pretty healthy. Mm. So, what, um, so, so like, what's your what's, what what goes with your breakfast? Uh, I usually have uh, an omelette, um, some vegetables, mm. uh, a bit of frittata. Um, yeah, you really like those donut. really like those egg based products, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> have a bit of scramble as well, do you? While you're there, yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Tom, yeah, well. just Catherine looking across at you. Tom, quick question. Yeah, have you heard of cholesterol? <laughs> that, that's you've just described six eggs worth of stuff. By the way, that's a half a dozen eggs you're smashing away. <laughs> that's every morning. Yeah, that's not a Connor Ben vibe, isn't it? <laughs> How many days have you been there? I've been here for six days. All right, so thirty-six eggs you've gone. For. No, thirty eggs you've gone. For. Thirty-six. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Connor Ben vibes. Mm. Have you seen the Connor Ben? What he said. Yeah. Have, how do you feel about it? Well, I feel I was meant to go to the fight, so I still feel slightly aggrieved about what's happened, if I'm honest with you. It was like a real, we were having an old school lads night out. I was really looking forward to it. Um, you know yourself, right? I mean, actually, you're, you're, well, I don't, you're a full party. Well, what I don't know myself is why I wasn't invited to this lads night for the boxing. 
Beckett says are, are we, that you are not want to come. When, when it, Beckett says. <laughs> was it a was it a podcast boxing night? You pounding hell, James yeah, Acaster. Off, off many boys. Oh, you know, it's weird. We've actually got a spare suit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, give Charles Freegan a call. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what was cool though is I watched Katie. Katie Taylor is phenomenal, isn't she? Yeah, she is phenomenal. Correct. I totally agree. Right, with that. Absolutely, genuinely watch Katie Taylor. I think she's technically one of the best boxers, it was sports mm. people, but boxers I've ever seen in my life. Mm. She's mm. unreal. Mm. I watched the highlights again of the fight and trying to show Grace that she wasn't really interested. Oh God! I don't become one of these. Just... Don't become one of these people, please. <laughs> oh God! You wrote an episode about this in King Gary, and now you're doing it. Do you know watching wise what we've? Me and Catherine got into a really weird place, right? Where we started watching the first episode of multiple series and not mm. following it through. Yeah, Lisa and I like that. We we watched three or four episodes and then go, "Do you still want to carry?" On? I had it with "This Is Us." I've watched like I watched. Two I, of that, I've had it now with so many things, right? Where so we watched the, we watched the episode one of The Watcher, right? Episode one of yeah, White Lotus. Why, why you shut yourself at that restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just watching episode one of everything. Do you know what you need to watch? Go on. The Bear. Is it good? The Bear? What's Mate, it about? The Bear? It's, it's, no. No, it's not to do with The Bear. It's about a guy that goes back. To, it's like his top end chef that goes back to sort of turn around his family restaurant, basically. And um, it's just, uh, it's unbelievable. It is. Um, I'll be amazed if you stop watching after one episode of that. It's incredible. What's this on? What's it on? Disney Plus. It's amazing. All right, that's it. I watched that and I started watching the Wu-Tang Origin uh, series as well. Is that a drama? It's a drama, yeah. See, what I'm, I'm considering starting to do is just watching episode one of stuff and then just, in my own way, just writing what the rest, I think the rest of the series That's is going to be That's a great idea. And also what that does do is it helps you be involved in all sorts of conversations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't ever have to, you don't ever have to give away that you've not watched Beyond it. You just go, yeah, I really, my, I think they never really picked up after the first episode. I thought the first episode was... Uh... Also, I just think it's quite nice to have an idea of The Watcher, for example, that you watch episode one and it looks like, at the end of it, it looks like everything's going to turn to shit. But you actually, yeah, what I enjoyed after episode one, actually, they settled in quite nicely as a family. It was all just a big misunderstanding and the rest of it was just like a sort of funny sitcom where everyone just sort of had a bit of a laugh. I've been put off by watching The Watcher because I keep hearing that the end of the series is so bad that it undermines everything you've watched before it. So Yeah, but... Why did you stop watching after the first episode? Because of what happened in a Chinese restaurant. And also, if I'm honest with you... My God. Um... My God. <laughs> My God. That and... Um, I, think, I, th I just don't think it grabbed us enough, if I'm honest. Can I ask you a question? Genuine question. Yeah. I'm not trying to have a go. Are you double screening? What do you mean? Are we watching something else at the same time? No. Are you on your phone while you're watching? No, 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 no. We, we, we're pretty good with if we start watching something, we'll sit and watch. We started watching White Lotus as well. Yeah, which I watched I the first was... episode of that and then I was out. I don't know. Yeah, why. again, we should watch episode one of that and now it's, so we, we're just fucking, trying to... what a weird show, by the way. But it's, you know, the trouble is, right, is because you compare everything to the classics. Yeah. The Sopranos, Breaking mm. Bad, Succession. Mm. I mean, we're, we're in this business. We're, we're such underlings in this business. It makes me think, why has anyone watched anything don't, that me and don't you say, Don't say we're in this business after mentioning Breaking Bad and The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not in that business. 
<laughs> we're in a business when I look and go for yeah. everything when you watch White Lotus or The Watcher. Yeah. Like, and when you're, there, there must be people sitting there going, yeah, I watched King Gary episode one, I didn't really get into it, or I watched Avoidance episode one, it just wasn't for me. When, uh, when Reluctant Landlord, came, by the way, I saw lots of those messages about um, Avoidance, but when uh, Reluctant Landlord came out, I saw a tweet saying, um, I just want Ramesh Ra- at Ramesh Ranga to know this is the worst thing I've ever seen on TV. It's really important to me that he finds out that I know that I, this. Well, they said it's really important for you to find out. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Because like they were so passionate that it was shit, and and, and like um, I do think comedy has that in a way that drama doesn't. Is that like when you first episode of a sitcom, people people want some people watch it wanting to hate it, or oh yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if it's not exactly tuned into their sense of humour, they just like they get angry. People get angry. I don't know why it gives that reaction, but it does. Yeah, because it's you don't people can. It's like them saying they don't get it. So it's above their head or it's just not their yeah, humour. Yeah. Whereas that you, your own sense of humour is very specific. Do you know what I mean? Specific, sorry. Whereas um, if <laughs> if, uh, if it's a drama, people will just sit and... I, I've watched whole series of dramas that I thought were, you know, okay. just about okay. But they yeah. just kept you sort of... Because you want to see what the ending is. Mm, you're not laughing. Mm. You're not held to sort of any sort of task other than just, just sitting there watching it. Mm. Whereas the comedy, you have to sit there going, am I laughing? And that's yeah. that's a barometer of, of success, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, really good analysis. Um, I'm really worried about... I, I'm, I am not bringing it today, man. Why do I always say this? In fact, I, I say this more than I say anything else on the podcast. <laughs> you know what, though? I, I think we should do an episode where we both we're both drunk and then party rooms in, in full force. When do you want to do that? You can't do that at the moment, can you? We'll have to figure out. Should we do it for Christmas? What do, what do we, we make do our the, Christmas? What do we make our Christmas episode? A drunk one. We should do Christmas episode as a drunk episode. That's a great idea. Should we do it together in the room? I don't want to be on a Zoom. Yeah, drunk. we have to do it. Yeah, yeah, we have to. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking so sad. sad. Do you, you ever do any of those Zoom parties? My God, mate! I did one of them. It's so depressing. Six of us on a Zoom with like booze, yeah. trying to recreate. So dreadful. So and, dreadful. And the most tragic thing is you can trigger your brain to think you're having a really, really good time and you're enjoying having a drink and a laugh, right? You can trigger that. But the worst thing, of all, and I suppose in a way it's a bit like the cab ride home of it after any fucking drunken night. And then you mm. close your laptop and you're just sitting in a room on your own. I know, I know. And Catherine's asleep upstairs and, and I'm like, oh my God, this is true. I, I end up creeping upstairs thinking, I know. this is fucking tragic. I was at a thing recently and a guy was, you know, like when, again, it's going back to that drama thing. Someone sort of introduced me to this guy and they're like, oh, this is Tommy's comedian. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah, cool, cool. I was like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a filmmaker. I make movies. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. Like anything I'd have seen? He's like, mm, no, like kind of sort of very sort of avant-garde, quite dry. You know, I, I like stuff that's very art house. And I was like, all right, shit that no one watches. Yeah, um, crap. Boring crap. And yeah, then, cool. uh, Enjoy. Congratulations. He went, and, the, and he kept on just rubbing his nose every time he spoke. Like every, every word out of his mouth was an effort. Um, mm. But if it, like it was going to be really profound, everything he said. Anyway, he said, uh, the movie that I'm trying to construct at the moment is a... It's about toxic masculinity and it's about gladiators and mm. it's about it's about them and how they lived. And I was like, okay, oh nice, amazing. That's what sounds really good. He said, but the whole thing is just told through one character's face. And I was like, wow, 
what the whole thing he's like yeah so if there's death if there's violence we we hold on this one character's face for the whole movie when he's moving through the world the world we just it was like you know like the old computer game uh but you're seeing the outside with the gun what's it called yeah. doom right yeah so with doom you see opposite of doom so i'm like like who, please, what please tell me please tell me you didn't say that you didn't say that to him did you yeah, of course. I was like trying to get. Did into you say my to him, like, "Oh, yeah, I get it. It's the opposite of Doom." Did you say those words to him? Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was Doom, but instead of watching the world around him, you were just watching the guy's face, right? And he was like, um, "And he chose yeah, to continue a conversation with you, did he?" <laughs> you no, I'm just, whole... out, like, I'm just trying to figure out what this guy's about. And he, I was like, so it just, and he said, "Yeah, no, but at times of extreme violence or death, it will zoom in closer to his face." And it will hold like his nose and his eyes, and you'll see the you know the fear or the anguish, and then we'll come out when things are more stuffed. That I, 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 listen, I don't want to judge this guy. That sounds absolutely dreadful. Yeah, I know, but how would you even know what's going on? Well, he's That's talking. I assume. It's, not, it's not. It's not. It's not a silent movie, is it? I mean, I assume he's interacting. Yeah, but you don't see the people he's interacting to. No, it's sure. All if he face. says, "If he says, oh, Dad, you've been shot," I can guess what's happened there. <laughs> no, no, you don't. right. Number one, right. Before you fucking send off any film scripts, come to me because you can't. You're never going to say, "Oh, Dad, you've been shot in a movie." Yeah, but, are you? Yeah, yeah, but no. Yeah, oh my God, Dad, they shot you. I'm not. Like, I'm. I'm doing it deliberately, kind of. Yeah, but like, even that. Yeah, yeah. You'll hear the gunfire and then someone. Yeah. Oh my God, they've shot Dad. No, I'd okay, say fine, that's what they say. No, but fine, hear a gunshot and then he goes, "Dad." There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Where did they get you? They got me, and, but if that's holding on that guy's face, I don't yeah, know. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying you'll be able to follow. Sort I mean, of if he had glasses on and you could see a reflection, would be quite kind of cool. But... That's a great idea. That's a that's a really good idea. <laughs> if he had mirrored and sunglasses, see, and on. then they get real close, and you can see the lens of the camera and such. Like <laughs> you know how mirrors work, yeah? Do you like art house films? No, not really. Or you know, I do. Sometimes you see a film and you think like. I don't know. Every time, every now and again, you come across one and you just think, oh, that is actually quite good. But the, what you're describing there, and I'm speaking to somebody who's not a... I'm not a film connoisseur. I'm not a film buff. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I, I would say I'm out of my depth talking to you about films because some of the stuff you say, I, I just... Your, your insight is great. Yeah, but the trouble is there's certain stuff that I watch, I just don't... Like, you know, Drive? Yeah. I just didn't... I didn't fall in love with something like Drive. Mm. But... I think there's a difference between like sort of being trying to do something different. There's a bit di- between that. There's a difference between that and trying to do something different because for the sake of being different. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where like where the film becomes a victim of this kind of trick they want to do or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like. But this this guy also was like he was he was so you know when like you're at a th- he was just so steaming. Mm. I'd had a few drinks. I was buzzy, but he was steaming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and every time I heard him talking to anyone, I could just hear it's like it's really avant-garde. It's really, and the more people, but to, to give this guy actually the the props of all props, I saw him explaining this film to at least seven or eight people, right? And pretty much all of them had the same response as I did, right? He never once lost any fuck it. He was still consciously talking about it, like it, you know, in a couple of years it'll win an Oscar. Really? Yeah, he he, he had such confidence in it, and maybe it will. Yeah, maybe he'll have the last laugh. Didn't even get his name. Yeah, and then like when he's collecting the Oscar, he'll just go. You know, the people people doubted me, saying I was trying to make a reverse Doom when I first started making this movie. <laughs> one guy who could barely understand what you're saying, with all the Nutella and banana falling out of his chops. 
He's lurking around yeah. a pancake. He had a pancake chef with him. Yeah, had chocolate spread down his top. I don't think he even noticed. Disgusting. But I listened to him, this film would have never got made. Big fat oaths. Uh, right, should we get some emails, my G? Let's do it, my G. Do it. Uh, okay, this is from The Lost Hedgehog. It says, hi, Wolf, Owl, and Swan. Anon, please. Hello from New York. Wow. NY, the Big Apple. Well, have they put that in their thing? No, I'm saying this. I'm just... uh, all right, okay, cool. Why? No, I thought it was quite a cool way if they said NY, the Big Apple. Yeah, and then because it's me, it's not cool. That's what happened then. No, no, no. It's just you've got the same gravitas as someone from New York who puts this but, but while we're talking about New York, uh, anybody in New York... I'm in New York in January doing a show, so please come check it out. What, what show? Are you, are you doing your tour show? Your new tour or your old tour? It's going to be a bit in between. Oh, nice, boy. Because my show is coming out on Netflix on the 28th <laughs> of November. Wow, that's big, boy. Yeah, that's so I can't, do, I can't do any of that material, obviously, because it'd be incredible. Yeah, what you can do is you can revel in the acclaim when you hit New York City and everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. I watch a Netflix special. You're fucking sick, bro. Yeah. I go out there go, well, nobody's really watching Netflix special. I'm sure I could do stuff from that. And then I walk out, somebody goes, love the Netflix special. Then I get all in my head. Oh, God, you can't do anything from that now. What are you going to do? Just start riffing. Just start yeah, but we all know that you've also, in your back pocket, got this new tour. You're about to buzz and fucking smash. Um, hello from New York. Thanks for the great pod. I've been with you from the beginning. Thanks for getting me through lockdown. I'm from the UK, but I've recently moved to New York City for my master's degree. Ooh. Lost Hedgehog. I'm feeling a bit home. I'm feeling a bit homesick. Not just friends and family, but also for a stroll around Sainsbury's or Pizza Express Doubles. Do you guys get homesick when you're touring? And can you recommend anything to do in New York, or more generally, to remind you of home? Uh, Tommy D, the Lost Hedgehog's feeling very homesick. Can you help them out, please? Yo, Hedgehog, my guy, my G, my friend. You know what I truly believe is home is in your heart and it's in your brain. And it's in your it's the fibers that make up your DNA and your body. And sometimes you can associate places and things with home and you put too much emphasis on that. And actually, you in your own body are your own home. Mm. So I think it's touching base with people and like back at home and, and little conversations. But it's it's about like finding your own the new dobles. Yeah. To be fair, I've never been to New York. All of my analogies about New York will all be through uh, watching ghost films busters. that I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> watching films that I've seen. So, mate, you need to find the best American slice that you can. That becomes you know, a big, big slice, a big bit of pie. That that will become your uh, the doughballs. You know, um, find a five eleven that becomes your new Sainsbury's, and almost say while you're walking around those places, just and say why to do like you five eleven. Why do you rec- why do you recommend five eleven over seven eleven? Just out of interest. <laughs> <laughs> it's five eleven to think. I don't think so. Actually. I mean, it might be. It feels weird because I've heard of seven eleven. I don't know why somewhere you go. Oh, we're like seven eleven, but we're open shorter. You're only open five days a week, Monday to Friday. <laughs> uh, no, there's, I can't find anything. Oh, you know what I'm thinking of? A five and dine. Oh, I see. Oh, there's a five eleven Chinese takeaway in Sheffield. <laughs> But my point is this, is to go into those places. Like, you know, going to a 7-Eleven and stroke the shelves a bit and just be like, oh, I'd love it if you could. Imagine if you ever met a Sainsbury's, right? Like, you are a walking, talking, home 
you're you're where you come from. You can never change that. And you know what? This is going to blow your mind. When you leave New York and come back to England, there'll be a time when you're walking around Sainsbury's and you look around and you go, shit, bro, I fucking miss the 7-Eleven. I miss Joe's Pizzeria, whatever. And that's the thing about it. So, listen, I... I'm going to say we miss you as a like over here. We miss you immensely in the power and the, the strength that you bring to us as human beings. Um, but go run wild, be the the incredible human being you are, and we'll see you on the flip side, my G. Uh, Lost Hedgehog, great advice once again from Tom Davis. Uh, in answer to your question, have you ever felt homesick? Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Um, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I went to Melbourne for a few weeks and uh, to do the comedy festival there. I went to Sydney and I did New Zealand as well. Lisa and the kids stayed at home. And uh, I got drunk on the plane on the way over there. This won't be a surprise to you. I got drunk on the plane on the way over there and basically watched the film Lion and cried for the entire duration to the point where the staff on the plane started to become concerned. Uh, and then uh, the, whole to- the whole of my time in Australia, I spent thinking about how I wanted to be at home. I enjoyed the shows, and I'm coming back to Australia, actually. It's not been announced. Oh, but fucking hell, jeez, you are really doing some salesmanship on this. What? Which, no, I'm just, I just reminded me that I'm doing Australia. Um, yeah. But um, I, I regret it. I regret... Um, just actually, while we're doing that, I know you're pitching your shows in uh, New York and Australia. There's some t- tickets left in Loughborough. For oh, my working yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tom's got a work in progress show in Loughborough. So if you, you're in Loughborough and you haven't yet been tempted by the thought of watching Tom meander his way through some stuff he hasn't properly written, please do go check out. No, it all... It all... <laughs> <laughs> if you've actually watching Tom Davis say, I probably won't say that again about 90 times, please do head and to the And swear a lot. And, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, in all seriousness, Tom's go and check out Tom Shane Loughborough. Loughborough represent man. Turn, turn yeah, out yeah. for our guy Tom. Um, My guy. But I, the, the point I was making was I regretted not embracing Australia as much as I did, and I fully intended it when I go back. So, but I understand where you're coming from. It's very, very difficult. Here's what I think you need to think about this. Okay, you are in one of the greatest cities in the world. Okay. You need to not think about what you miss from home and think about what you're going to discover about where you are now. New York is unbelievable, right? Just before lockdown, I went there for a couple of, uh, I went there for a few nights. I was doing some shows um, a while ago. And the food, the nightlife, the bars, the theatres, all of that shit is unbelievable, right? So you've got t- the, the, all, so many great TV shows and film there, like studio shows and shit like that. Throw yourself into it, man. Do not engage with thinking about home. Engage with thinking about New York. Do you know what I mean? And just throw yourself into it. Make it an adventure. Do you know what I mean? Don't think about what you haven't got. Think about what you have got. You've got fucking New York on your doorstep. Go for always it, man. Think as, always think as well, like, you know, Phoebe from Friends, she turned up to New York and she had she knew no one. And yeah. before you knew it, she was like part of the probably the greatest group of friends that has ever She's, existed. Yeah. She was one of easily the most superfluous characters in what, the greatest sitcom ever. So think about that. Do you know what I mean? Be, try and be, be, be your version of Phoebe Buffet is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Just any time that you can't think of a joke, say phalange. <laughs> That's and what try and find, to do. Try and find your Monica, Joey, Rachel, and, and so speaks. Chandler. 
Yeah, Chan. Can you not even say his name? I know you find him annoying. Can you not even say his name out loud? I find him so annoying. He's the one person I'd I'd have vetoed from that. If I could get rid of any character from any show ever, it'd be Chandler. Yeah. So more recently, I had this experience in LA where like we were doing a TV show and Lisa and the kids came out to LA and we lived there for like four months or whatever. And I couldn't get into it. I was homesick. Same reasons as you. It almost feels embarrassing to say the things that you miss. But um, I was homesick. And then I got into it just by dint of like how long we were there for. I mean, every now and again, whenever we're watching something set in LA, we actually weirdly feel homesick for LA. It's only a place that we're in for, like for four months, but you will feel like that about New York. I promise you. I absolutely promise you. But what you've got to do, and that will happen regardless, even if you're being resistant, but you can help yourself by embracing it. You can make that happen quicker. Yeah. So um, congratulations on doing a Masters in New York City. By the way. You know, that's what I always think. You know, when you see, you're walking around like, like New York or Barcelona, you see people in those I love New York t-shirts yeah i think if you get one of those it's almost tricking your brain to sort of say that you love the city yeah i think that's great i think it's great make it look like you're at the beginning of coming to america maybe get a hat and like a statue of liberty crown and shit like that do you know what i mean like make yourself look like an absolute fucking cock is that what you're is that what you're saying saying, no no every time then you look in the mirror and you go yeah i miss home and then you'll look in the mirror and say i love new york and you'll just go oh shit yeah. Why would I have brought this T-shirt if I didn't love yeah. where I am? Yeah. It's a great, it's a great thing to do, actually, is um, if you are in a city and you're trying to make, make it feel homely, dress as much of like an outsider as you possibly can. Make yourself look so touristy, it's unbelievable. That's the best way. Well, that, great advice. Uh, good luck, Lost Hedgehog, with that. Uh, congratulations, by the way. You are going to have a fucking great time, I promise you. You're going to... I get a feeling that one day me and Rob will be like, I don't know, fucking chilling somewhere and you'll walk up and go, hey, guys... Thanks so much for your advice. I'm the last hedgehog, and I love New York City. Why will they have got an accent now? Well, they've been over there for a while. They never came back. Oh, fucking, fucking, you are absolutely right, Wolf, and I was fucking great here. Fucking having a fucking great time. Okay, next email. This is from the thoughtful Grizzly Bear. Uh, what's up, my Gs? First, I just want to say how much I love the pod. The positive vibes you guys spread is exactly what I've needed recently, and your hilarious anecdotes have left me doubled over on more than one occasion. I've forgotten to say thanks to this one for selecting emails, by the way. She gets really fucking angry if I don't do that. Uh, I'm in the mi- no, she doesn't really. Uh, I'm in the midst of a dilemma between me and my partner. We've been together for two and a half years now and over the last year have lived together. By that recently changed, our jobs have taken us to different parts of the country. I love my partner dearly and we've helped each other through some really difficult times when we've been together. I genuinely feel like we've made each other better people. Isn't this sweet? And we've helped one another deal with a number of issues. Living together was amazing, but long distance has had its difficulties and here lies my dilemma. Next year, my partner is going travelling, something I fully support. I'm not in the position to go, as I've taken a long time to build my career to the point it is now. And for various reasons, including financial, taking a year off is not something I want to do. My partner fully supports me and I her. We just both want each other to be happy, but I feel like we're staring down the barrel of breaking up in order for us to both live our lives as we want to. Would it be better to call time on it now and remain close and maybe rekindle things at another time? Any help from Two Sweet Souls would be much appreciated. Keep up the sound advice and wisdom. Love to you both. From the Thoughtful Grizzly Bear. Tom Davis. Yo, the Thoughtful Grizzly Bear. Um, shout out your bad self. Um, 
So for the first, I think, eight months, nine months of mine and Catherine's relationship was long distance where we'd see each other just weekends, lots of Skypes and phone calls, obviously, to sort of keep, you know, but because we'll, she lived. Did, did you do you sexy know. ones? Uh, I found them really, really awkward. We both did, if I'm honest with you. They're, I think they're terribly awkward. I, you know, I respect anyone who can. I find myself in the worst situation when I'm doing those. I find yeah. them really, really awkward. Just you sat on a Zoom covered in your own tummy custard. <laughs> that is literally one of the most puerile versions of you that I've ever seen. You literally became like this really sort of like rough, grizzly bloke in a fucking Weatherspoons called Mac. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I apologise. Anyway, go on. Big Mac. Um, but I mean, you know, that is one of the situations you're going to have to discuss. Look, I think the, the, the truth of all this is. You know, if you've been through the, the situation you've been through and, and you've been through the ups and downs you have and you've been each other's rock, I think you could probably get through most things. I think just to call time on something prematurely is, you know, I, 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 I get why that would be a school of thought and a basis you might sort of keep close. But, you know, what are you throwing away? And, and I think if, if, you've, if you've got this beautiful bond that you've got and, and it's worked for you, then I think... I think see see how it goes. I think let them be free, let them fly, let them have an amazing time, knowing that you know when they get back, you're you're building this incredible world for you both. Mm. Um, I'm a romantic at heart. I always will be, and I have faith uh, that you, the grizzly bear, will one day have a bearess, um, a well-travelled bearess on your arm, and yeah, yeah, you'll have little cubs, bear cubs. So and I'll know a lot about different places because them. Mother would have travelled. <laughs> Mother would have travelled. Um, <laughs> uh, I had exactly the situation happen, although it was half the time. I was going out with a girl and she went travelling for six months. And uh, I found the goodbye difficult. Did you cry at the airport? I didn't cry at the airport, no. I did cry when I got home, though. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what I would say to you is, um, it depends how strong your relationship is, but a year is nothing. Were you still, did, you, did the relationship carry on for you when she got back? Yes, it did. Yeah, for a long time. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So I, I think you can get through this. That's my opinion. Do you know what I mean? The one thing I would say that you need to be considerate of, and I think people make this mistake, is if your other half is going travelling, do not enforce on them a, a specific time when they've got to get in touch with you and shit like that. Because when you go away, it's shit, that shit like that's hard. And you've just got to kind of be understanding of that, that they're going to get in touch when they can. And like, because what you want to do, you'll want to go, can we talk every week on Thursday at blah, blah, or can we talk every day and da, 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 or can we make sure we email each other constantly? It just doesn't work like that. And then what happens is you start getting anxious because you haven't had that thing that you agreed, but they, you don't know what they're up to. Do you know what I mean? Like that, it just could be hard. You know, if they're, particularly if they're backpacking around, it's just very difficult to be able to get in touch with anybody. So you have to kind of be mindful of that. But apart from that, Apart from that challenge and the challenge of them being away, um, I think you can make it, man. If you really want to, you can make it. So, listen, it'll be hard. I'm not saying it won't be hard. It will be hard and it'll be challenging. But if you're really into each other, you, it's worth it. So, you know, that's my advice. I think as well it's worth saying, actually, while, and while they're away, make sure that you keep as active doing new things, hobbies yeah. and stuff, yeah, you yeah. can. Don't so you don't around. feel like, yeah, yeah, when they phone up, they're not like, 
Oh, what have you been up to? And you're like, I'm oh, nothing, just missing you. You want them to think, like, again, it's almost like the same advice as before with New York. It's go, you, but it's the opposite. Go, you go traveling in your brain. So you have as many adventures as you can in the realms of the but surroundings. Then and then they phone up and you tell them, oh, I imagined doing this the other day. Well, I don't understand how that helps. <laughs> so you imagine doing it. But you go, like, they call up and go, oh, yeah, I did a day. It's like, oh, yeah, by the I way, I won Bar- tennis. I was in Barbados this morning. <laughs> And I met no. I, I no, met no, 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 no. and we hung out for the day. What, what, is that <laughs> is that what you're suggesting? No, I'm saying when they call up, they go, um, oh, "Have you been?" It's like, um, well, I won the tennis finals this weekend. What the fuck? I didn't know you played tennis. And I was taking it up while you're away. I've just got loads of new cool hobbies. So they think, oh fucking hell! Like when they get back, there's like you're like there's so many different things going on. You know what mm. I mean? Oh, yeah. what did you do this weekend? I went cheese rolling in Stilton. Yeah, I I don't know. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's sure. What did you do? I did a parachute jump in New Zealand. Okay, cool. So we're on a level. Um, <laughs> anyway, good luck, Grizzly Bear. It's all going to be fine. Keep doing you. Dear the wolf, the owl, and the swan. I just want to start by saying I'm a huge fan of you both. I really love the podcast and recommend it to everyone I know. I find it hilarious and love hearing both of your perspectives on things. This leads me to the question, what do you think about toddlers peeing in public? I have a two and a half year old who's out of nappy, so I'll have to pee when we're out and about. He can't hold it for long, so we'll have to pop a squat on our travel potty if we're more than a few minutes away from a toilet. For example, in a shop, cafes without a toilet, shopping centres. I'm as discreet as possible and will try to move somewhere quiet and the contents are swiftly contained. The whole thing probably takes about 30 seconds and saves him from doing it in his pants. I also have a one-month-old baby, which means getting into a toilet and getting to a toilet in a hurry is difficult if he also requires attention. Also, quickly manoeuvring the double buggy to small public toilets is tricky. Is this gross? I've asked a few different people, with most saying that it's not okay. If I saw another toddler doing a travel point in a public place, it wouldn't bother me at all. But maybe my standards are completely warped. Would love your thoughts. Just to clarify, this only applies to wees, not poos. Thank you very much, Mother Goose. Yeah, Mother Goose. Uh, I I think it's fine. I think it's look. I'm I'm I've not been in the realms of having a toddler I'm, I'm still very much like we're having a baby I, look, I will say this basically great uh, on the way flying out here Grace got re- like the day before Grace's temperature soared and then she was sick a couple of times and I was like oh shit like and then she seemed fine the next day and then she just got a bit of a rash which was absolutely terrifying as the flight took off we discovered she had a rash so paranoia as a parent just goes r- right through your mind right it's horrible like the amount of things you're thinking is terrifying. Uh, and then about two hours into the flight, she decided she, she was going to do the biggest poo that she'd done in a long time. I think people understand the fact that they're babies or toddlers or children. Like, you know, they're, they're going to do, you, they have no control over those situations. And you are always going to do the best version of trying to deal with it in, the, in a way that's, no, you're know, going to infringe as little as it can on the people around you. I mean, on a plane or in a shop, if, if your little one, this way, if your little one wet themselves and there was wee all over the floor, that's a lot more disgusting than them going to the toilet and just doing it, or sorry, doing it in a potty than in there, in a little travel potty. I think that for me, most people would be pretty understanding of that. And if then, I, I, I don't know if it was Rom or someone said to me, very early, you get to a point where you think, if people are going to be dickheads, fuck them. It's like, they're children, they're babies, they're toddlers. They're not purposely doing things to, to fuck with people, arguably with their parents. That, that's a, you know, At times, I do think Grace saves up a poo just to have 
mm-hmm. just as we get to a place, you know. But yeah, I, I think you're mother goose. I think you're well within your your rights to what you're doing. To be fair, I would probably I will probably do the same thing as you do. I'll just look into a little travel potty, and I think it's a way to go. A little tug of the arm, and I I need the toilet. Boom. I, I'm with you, mother goose. Romsky. Uh, Mother Goose, Mother Goose, Mother Goose, Mother Goose. Difficult to answer this for me. I, I think if you're being discreet, it's not a problem. I just think it's fine and you've got to do what you could do for your kid. And I also sort of agree with Tom, fuck other people. Um, the only thing I would say, the only caveat to that I would say is, uh, is that people that don't have children are a lot more queasy and funny about things like this than people that do have children. The, the door of what you're not disgusted by really does open up when you have kids. Do you know what I mean? Because you've got to do so much for them. You know, like, I found the idea of looking at somebody else's shit absolutely abhorrent. Uh, and then you find yourself elbow deep in it when you're trying to sort out your child that's sort of shat and pissed and created some sort of soup that you have to deal with. Um, it's, uh, it's a difficult one. So I think while we become tolerant to it, other people aren't as tolerant. So I think it's a situation where I don't think it's gross, but I just think... It's just a matter of whether of like I think you do what you've got to do for your kid, obviously, but you've also got to be mindful of the fact that some people find it really fucking off putting. Do you know what I mean? And I think you know, just having that in the back of your mind is probably a good thing. But it sounds like you're doing it super discreet, so I won't worry too much. And I also, I think like you can apologise to people if things like that happen. You know, yeah, you can just say, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, think, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Apologies. Sorry, 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 sorry. And you sort of say that the whole time they're pissing, so it sort of covers, masks the sound. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. But then just be Teach careful them because how to do it. then they're going to associate sort of the word "sorry" with wanting a piss, and then you know, then you're, you're a whole right, different. Yeah. yeah, then you've got a big problem. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, right, okay. Right. Well, uh, that brings us to the end of our first. Um, what are you looking at, Tom? Who's sign- is somebody signalling to? No, I'm no, just looking across yonder. Mm. There's some people playing. Table tennis over. That's mm. quite a competitive game. Uh, Tom, well done. I thought I didn't think Grand Canaria Grand. I didn't think Grand Canaria diminished your powers at all. You've been excellent. I love you. Uh, so have you, my baby. So have you. Uh, could you uh, do us the honour of? Um, yeah, go on. What are you say? Charging you out. Yeah. No, I was going to say you. I, I, the hang hungover you. I always feel when you're hungover, I just want to sort of like slip up next to you, so you don't know I'm there, and just sort of like mm. put my arms around you. Thanks, man. And thank you. Yeah, it means give a, lot. You a little cuddle. Yeah. Just, just so you know that there's warmth out there. Oh, thank alone. you, bro. Thank you. Love you, uh, too. All right, Tomo. Take us out, my G. Horace was a camel. As fine a camel that's ever been bred. And every couple of days, he'd make excursions with people across the desert. Never getting thirsty because he had the water in his humps that kept him hydrated. Quite a lot of the time, though, with the people he'd take with across the desert, he'd noticed that they hadn't brought enough water with them. Uh, they would be getting thirsty and such. And a lot of the time they go, Horace, how come like, you aren't, you know, how come you aren't uh, thirsty? And he'd say, I have water in my humps, you see. I have water. His superpower was the fact that he was always hydrated. He could always stay hydrated. But then one day, Horace walked a little bit too far. He walked out of the desert and found himself in the coldest of places he was in the arctic and there he started shivering and although he wasn't thirsty he was terribly cold um, and a polar bear came up to horace and said christ you look cold as can be and horace said this isn't my terrain i'm, I'm not used to this place 
And the polar bear said, oh, you know, would you like a drink of water? There's water. He said, I'm not thirsty. I'm just cold. And the polar bear said, that's the problem with life and the world in which we live. Sometimes it is good to go to foreign climes and try new things. But sometimes it's best to stick to what you know and be in the realms where you are safe and you are proud. Horace smiled at the polar bear and scarfed as quick as he could back to the the point, moral of the story is this. Don't always look for different places to be when you can be hydrated being where you are. Lovely. Great. Really good. Really good. Um, lost your way a little bit like the camel there for a moment, didn't you? I thought. But it was really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, 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 I saw a bit of Horace's off. about you there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I started off in one way of going with it and then just I thought, actually, I'm going to try this. And yeah, I like to think there was a message in there somewhere. Mm. Uh, okay well listen uh, thank you so much for listening to The Wolf for now we appreciate it as always uh, song to take us out there's a new album called Marlo 3 by Marlo uh, who are a group that are made up of Lorange the producer and Solomon Brigham the rapper uh, and this tune is called Royal and it features uh, Blue and Joel Ortiz and it's really good and the whole album's good and well worth checking out I'm not mentioning it because of this but I do actually also feature on the album that's not the reason why whoa you feature on the album what rapping I do do a bit of rapping, yeah, on this album. So. Oh my god, I need to listen to this. It's uh, Big Daddy Kane's back. Yeah, yeah, just um, you know, spitting some hot fire and stuff like that, Jeremy. You know how I do. Uh, what? Uh, I don't, I don't I don't make, Are you listed as being on the album, or is it yeah, a surprise? It says it's called the track's called Rom Audition. Oh my god, I'm gonna look. Mm. Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Uh, right, uh, actually, I should, no, actually, I'm not going to promote another show, but I am doing a show with them. Anyway, Boom. that's not the reason I'm recommending it. It's a great album. Take care of yourselves and each other. Love you. Bye. Boom, boom, boom. Say whatever, if you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you.